Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Chai with Fry. To all of the returning listeners and to all of the new listeners, I hope you're having a swell day, a swell evening, a swell night, just a swell time. <laughs> Chai with Rai is a show I like to call my digital jukebox of hidden gems in which I reach out to working creatives in the entertainment and fitness industry. In the episodes, we discuss all things from life lessons to politics to socialism, culture, history, digital space, and of course, the industry itself. Now, just a little backstory of the show. Chai with Rai is a pre-recorded live show which I transfer to podcasts. So to watch any of the videos of the show, simply go to YouTube and just type in Chai with Rai to find the relevant episode. You can also find the information on the episode itself or the guest in the bio or the description of the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment and share the podcast. Your support really helps the show and the message of it grow. Also make sure to follow the amazing people that are on the show and give them some love. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Today on the show, we have the titan that is Nikita Chadda. Now, I could go on about her accomplishments, but all I would say is Google her, okay? But just to give a little teaser, Nikita is a dancer, model, and actress based in the UK. She recently did the role of Bollywood star in The Eternals, has been the face of countless campaigns such as Rimmel London, Halifax, Selfridges, and so many more. Countless music videos and guest spots on projects like Turn Up Charlie, Mubarak Khan, The Long Goodbye. I could seriously go on and on. When I did the show, I think if you watch it on YouTube, the credits intro alone was like three minutes and that didn't include all of her resume. But the one thing I always like to do is give people praise where it's due and this is as such. Nikita has done a lot of things for the South Asian community and has often been the only, if not the first South Asian representation for campaigns, music videos or movies. Often when we have been in casting rooms and audition rooms together, I can count on one hand the South Asian representation that is there comparative to everyone else, which is really sad and bugs me, but it just goes to show how much progress is needed behind and in front of the scenes. I'm really looking forward to you hearing this episode and get to know Nikita more and our community. Having also worked in projects with her, I was intrigued to get her perspective on how she maneuvers herself around the sets, how she doesn't let the politics of the industry affect her, which I do. <laughs> and she gave some great pointers on that. She also has a massive social following. So I was intrigued to ask her about social influencing. Do numbers count? And what is the end game of it all? And how does it work? Nikita also comes from a supportive family of which I think par her father, everyone works in the entertainment and arts industry. Something which I have never experienced if you follow the show or my journey at all. And I like to ask people, especially South Asian people who come from that background, that if they didn't have a supportive family, their confidence, their faith, what makes them who they are and the countless, let's say, succession that they have had. If they had a struggling pathway in the industry or life itself, would they still continue to do what they do today? Strip all those things down. Would they still continue to do what they do today? So <laughs> that is what we get into as well. But also to let you know, it's not all deep conversations. We do have banter and laughs. So without further ado, get your cuppers ready and let's dive into today's episode. Are you ready? Nikita Chadda, this is your five second rule. Name three things we will find in your fridge. Milk. Oh 
Desmond. <laughs> um, oh. Almonds. I don't put almonds in the fridge. Why oh would my. you put almonds in the fridge? Okay. I just thought of almond milk and then I couldn't, I couldn't uh, get away from it. No worries. All hard. right, next one. Name three brands you haven't worked for yet. <laughs> I haven't worked for Nike. I haven't worked for Dyson. I haven't worked for... Oh! an egg. The Hoover Company or like the hair? The, uh, the Hoover is right there, so I just saw it. <laughs> All right, next one. Name three things you would run on for your presidency or prime minister in this country is prime minister. Ready? Oh, my God. Are you joking? I would... Have equal pay for women and men, equal rights for PSC people, and <laughs> equal rights. I would have everything. Oh my god, I'd have so much. I'd have equal better, rights. Yeah, education. Oh, I'd do it all. Okay, wait. Equal rights. It was better education. Better education. And just, oh, I would just be. I'd just be for the people. That's why. For the people. That's all it. for the people. They, these are some hilarious ones, and hopefully you'll get this. All right, name. Three things Rihanna would say at Lidl if she was shopping at Lidl. Are you Rihanna? Ready? Rihanna, and you have to impersonate Rihanna. One, like, I, two, I feel go. like there's some sort, there's gonna be some sort of Beijing people. I saw Rihanna's house. Can I just say when I went to Belgium? Yeah. Um. Uh, she'd be Are you like, ready? I'm gonna I, give I'll do the facial three. expressions instead. All right. Three, two, one. Mm. <laughs> oh hell Ding. no. <laughs> all right um last sorry, two Rihanna. last two i'm sorry Rihanna. no worry i thought that was really good i th- what was the last one you said Remind oh, me again no. you froze it. oh hell oh no. did i freeze i'm dead it's so fine last two are you ready sure. name three famous juddas other than yourself okay. are you ready i'm gonna yeah. start the lock countdown now gurinder chadda i don't know anymore my, my, my cousin priyanka she's pretty famous in india that's it. I haven't got any more. There, oh, Wait, there's, there's more. Ro- I know more. Isn't there Rohit Chadda or something like that? Yeah, who's like a famous actor it. in the... Yeah, 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 there is. All right, last Green. one. Please, please give this your all. I think this is the most hilarious thing if you can do it. Are you ready? Name three original songs Shakira would sing at the zoo. You're Shakira and you walk into the zoo and then you randomly burst out into songs. Are you ready? No. Sign the clock. Shakira, I want the man. <laughs> no, I don't know. She'd be like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, well, oh I love is... Shakira, but I can't impersonate Shakira. It's very, I want the man. I think yeah. every, every time it's like, every time you want to do Shakira, it's like, sh- I just think of, look at that, my boobs are small and humble. Well, forever. that wasn't nice. Forever. forever. Welcome. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> How are you? I'm Welcome. Good. You can finally breathe now. We can chill. That was just an intense I mean, little. Can I? Like, I just, I don't know what happened. I do know what happened. <laughs> I tried to do it in my sister's room, thinking yeah. it, would be, it would be better lighting. But then the Wi-Fi just, well, my 5G just decided to not do a thing there. Uh, I'm here now. Can you yeah, see yeah, me? Am I, am I frozen? All that. No, stuff? I can see you. I'm loving your background of sorts. What is this? Like, is your mom shooting it's like anything? A, no, it's just like a shiny little thing. Basically, we're getting uh, our house done at the moment, so everything is everywhere. Oh. Uh, so if you saw it. the rest of this room, it's all just like bags of stuff. 
but isn't yeah. your mom's studio usually full of like textiles and things like that because she is a fine she's a textiles artist isn't she yeah she's got a lot of a lot of stuff yeah a lot she's of got stuff. a lot <laughs> yeah How well, has well actually been? i've got yeah. my cup of my cup of chai in cup of cha. a little mug oh. that my mum made how cute what are you drinking i'm drinking a sencha a japanese oh. sencha so obviously i had to have it brew in this little thingy because i didn't do it in the teapot but um, it. it's a little chameleon gecko cute Aww. my mum does your mum do mugs now she does every- yeah she does now she, she, does has- she does it all but doesn't tell anyone she does it all so she's actually got everything that is true but it's just not out there but i think she's going to start an etsy page so if anyone can wants we- to buy things can i ask you a question who's the biggest star you or your mother <laughs> nisha nisha <laughs> your mummy <laughs> she's just a star in her own show and her own show's life so i can hear her actually You're- your mum is a thug, and to this day, two memories will stay in my head of hers. One oh is okay. me doing shots with her on, on the after party of Aladdin. I yeah. think like we did like two or three shots. And then the Love third that. thing will be the advice that she gave to me at the party when I was like sulking my heart out. I was like, oh, oh my God. she hates me. My family doesn't love me. Anybody does that. She was like, babe, just come down to the studio. You know, we'll hang, we'll sketch. Don't worry about it. If your family just kicks you out, I'll take you in. Don't worry Aww. about it. You'll be like, and I was like, oh my God, you're so sweet. That is so nice. That is so, so yeah. nice. I can't believe you. She, I, can, I can believe she said that, but I can't believe she just met you that night, right? No, we we did the whole Aladdin process together. You did no, you met before. You met before. That's so nice, and it's yeah. true. It's very true. <sighs> Are you ready uh, for your chat with dry experience? Yeah, I think so. I'm really scared. Like my dad's gonna come in or someone. I did tell them. It's but they so didn't. fine. No, it is so fine. Don't you worry about it. The amount of work that you have done. When has been a time when you have looked back and you have been like, okay, all right, this is this is happening and this is going. I'm doing bits. And you're going in the right direction and you're going to get there regardless of whatever. I feel like, um, I don't know, when did it start? It, it always started. I always just I had that fire in me. And I feel like I, I never, I always believed I could do it. I was always like, this is it. This is whatever happens. Like, whatever happens, this is it. I'm going for this, which is obviously work and career and my career. I don't know. I feel like since day one. What does a typical week look like for you? Can I ask you? Mm. Well, it differs, but they'll, okay, so they'll, before COVID, it would be go into town, do a casting, real life casting, um, meet up with friends, go for a coffee, have a nice lunch, come home, learn some scripts, read a book, like just things like that. Really quite simple. And if it's not working and then if it's working, it could be like fly to this country or <laughs> go on set and rehearse for this one or travel to this place do you know what I mean so every week is different but today was quite chill I had like a recall on zoom and then I had a self-tape and I'm doing this when has been like the longest quietest phase that you have had because I heard you talking about it can't remember his name it was another YouTube one your sister has done a live with him as well with um, Kaya yes that's it and you were talking about how last year was a little bit quiet at points for you yeah of course but what's been the longest, quietest phase? And because you've done so much work and I feel like you have these goals that you want to achieve, how did you deal with that quiet phase? And what was the longest? Hmm. Well, I think this is where it comes into play being like doing, having more strings to your bow. That's how they say it, right? Because I'm not just an actress. I'm not just a dancer. I'm not just a model. And because I do all three, thankfully, 
the quiet phases kind of can become small depending on how busy, but then they can also become stressful because it can also become clashes. Like you could be quiet for like, I don't know, two weeks and then you'll have two jobs on the same day and it becomes an awkward kind of situation. But I don't know. I think during the lockdown, there was like busy periods where, you know, everyone was trying to like get self-tapes in and then it kind of went a bit dead for a while. But I think it, I don't know how long a period was, but like never too long, never too long where I thought, oh, maybe this is like a problem now, you know? Mm-hmm. Thankfully, never, never that long where I was like slipping into like a sad, sad place. Like never that long. But you can keep yourself busy by not just <clears throat> working. You can keep yourself no, busy true. by doing an online workshop, learning a new skill. List- listening to podcasts feels very educational for me sometimes, even though it's not. Sometimes I'm not always listening what to ed- if- educational podcasts. <laughs> What's your favorite top three like podcasts to go to? Ah, uh, uh, top three. I have so many. Okay, do you know what this is gonna? I love this podcast so much. It's called Off Menu. And it's um, James Acaster and Ed Gamble. And they're two comedians. They're British. They're just, they have guests on and they talk about their dream, like starter main dessert and meal kind of thing, like dream restaurant. And it's so funny. Like they're obviously comedians, but they don't mean to be like, they're not intentionally being like hilarious, but I just, listening to them puts me in a good mood. Always. So Off Menu. I like so many podcasts. I do like <laughs> listening to I Way by Jamila, with Jamila Jamil because okay. I, really, I really like her and it's interesting conversations she's having. I really like, um, there's one called How to Fail, Elizabeth Day. I have heard of that. I got suggested it. Yeah, I've been listening to yep. her recently and I really like them as well because, again, it's the guests that come on. Like, they're usually people that inspire you and it's like really exciting to to hear them like talk about their failures. I remember, oh, it was the Christmas. So these, those, those are my two little sisters. Shout out, Safi sisters. But um, we were doing like we do like little Christmas productions. Right. And uh, what did we? I just remember, I had to be the lead. I was like the star. <laughs> they were younger than me, so they had no choice. But I was the yeah. lead, and I would make Anushka be like she'd come in and do like duets with me every so often but which one's you... Anushka by the way the my... one in the pink or the one in the orange in the pink in the pink in the pink alright and then Aditi would be lighting and props and sound <laughs> she was too God. young to be doing anything she couldn't take choreography very well it's fine we were ve- we were about two years old but okay. I just remember us doing things like that for my family and it was fun it was fun but then also I feel like a memory at that age maybe a little bit older than that was um putting on Gungru and going to Kathak oh, class, yeah. being like, mum, my feet hurt. Like, and I have like skin like shedding from where, you know, where you're doing Kathak. And I remember yeah. like being, cutting it with scissors. I just, that just hit me when I saw that picture. I remember cutting it oh, with like the hard, oh, of the hard skin. That's really like too much information, but that is the thing. <laughs> I think that's like a dance thing though. If you're a contemporary dancer, ballet dancer, like a folk dancer or a classical dancer, your feet yeah. are just gonna get Wrecked. bashed. Yeah. Okay, so Kathak to then mum puts you in stage school. In stagecoach, yeah. Stagecoach is just a weekly, like, Saturday kind of school. Like, drama, dance. Every, it's, it's one hour dance, one hour singing, one hour acting. So one time we went to the Beck Theatre. We performed at the Beck Theatre, which is in Haiti. I love the Beck Theatre, yeah. Yes, and we did a thing, a tribute to Pink Floyd. It was called Think Floyd. And it okay. was... Us, uh, it was, we don't need no education. And like, we were the school kids. 
from stage coach. Yeah. And I remember this was like my probably my first time being on stage, like an actual stage. Loved it. It was fantastic. And then we got our stagecoach got to perform at Her Majesty's Theatre. Like all the big, like all the top 10 stagecoaches got to go there, I think, or something like that. And my stagecoach was one of them. I rate it highly. And we performed there. And we also did like random like things there. We did think Floyd, I think, did we do think Floyd there? No. We did like a West Side Story thing. Oh. Loved it. But imagine, we did West Side Story, but I got cast as the lead, like the lead girl of the jet. What? And I was like, and then my friend Amy, who's white, got cast as the lead girl for the shark. And we just looked at each other and we thought, this ain't right. But we'll carry on. Maybe they just wanted to switch it up, you know? I think they wanted to switch it up. But I remember, yeah. I way preferred the shark choreography. I was very that jealous. Cool. But that's, that's one of my oldest memories. Long time ago. Long time. Uh, Dan, mm. what, how was the audition process like? Do you remember your audition? I do remember my audition. Oh my God. I remember my audition because it was... The first time I put ballet shoes on was in that audition. Oh, like, God. I had no idea whatsoever. And I remember it so clearly because we had to stand in, in bars, like, along the bar, the ballet bar. And because it was, like, surname first, obviously, I'm okay. Chadda, so I was, like, in the front. And I remember just thinking, the panel was on the stage. <laughs> and we were doing ballet. And I, I didn't know ballet. I just kind of copied, you know? So my technique was all wrong. I was, like floating my arms like doing everything you're not meant to do but I was loving I was loving it I, was, I remember in the meeting my the head of dance or Miss Pope the principal said you were you caught our eye because you were like performing so much but we are going to start with your technique and I was like yeah okay yes like I just remember just loving it and just faking it faking that audition process fully faked it Loved it. Did you have to do singing and acting? Because there's a musical yeah. theatre program and then the, there's a dance auditions as well. So you did the MT one, if I'm correct. Yes, right? we did all yeah. of it. We did a jazz audition, a singing audition, an acting like workshop. I love the acting workshop. And then a ballet and a tap. Did we actually tap? I think we didn't do tap because I really would tap? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can tap whatever I've learned from Erdang. I can tap a very basic tap, but no. What is your most, like memory of Erdang? So many memories from Erdang. I've made some of my best friends for, for life from Erdang. Um, overall, the memories of just having so much fun, like laughing, giggling, like just, just being like crazy. I don't know how to describe it. Like, Is it like fame? Because people is. always say like Brit school is like fame. Where you, you have in the lunch hall, like people singing, people dancing, there's a clarinet, there's like everything happening. Is that what... <laughs> A performing school is like when I was there it was we were like yeah they were doing pirouettes in the corridor people would be stretching each other like I remember my friend would always go around and stretch all the girls and I was so, I'm so like stiff I remember he was like trying to stretch my leg and he was like babe I was like I know I can't <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just having the most fun I learned so much in those three years and I just had I absorbed it all and I made best friends like ever would you go back because I always told with this sort of situation which is like if we were to give advice to somebody to go into education for acting dancing or just go to an all-rounder school versus working in the industry in terms of like going to classes doing background mm. work and drama and things like that what what would you say like knowing at this point where you are in your industry I think so I think so yeah definitely it, for some people like that were like let's say the stars of the year or the stars of the school they were yeah it was really helpful for them because they got the big agents from that and stuff but I think that 
knowing what I know now, I think it's really depending on you. Because for me, going to Erdang, I learned a lot. I came yeah. from doing Katak and Stagecoach and loving musical theatre and loving dance and all this stuff to actually going in and actually training and learning. Oh, we learned like how to read music and like how to do this and like, and obviously ballet and tap and all these techniques I'd never even heard of beforehand. But for me, it was so useful. But I know you can obviously do that yourself. You can almost tailor your training yourself. Mm-hmm. To say if you wanted to do, if you wanted to like learn ballet, you can definitely go and train at Pineapple and like take it seriously. I think it depends what works for you. That is a full time, full on three years. If you're ready to dedicate your time to that, go for it. If you're not, and maybe it's not financially viable, then do something else because it's not the be all and end all going to drama school next. was googling the googling and the stalking i found out two beautiful facts about yourself which i sent to you i did not know about your mark on your forehead if you don't mind me bringing it up i thought it was a birthmark really and everybody i'd say like i let's say i speak to jenny or like some of the other bollywood heads and things like that we Mm. all think that it's your um it's your birthmark but to find out that it's a mark on your forehead, which you got at four years when you slipped in the washroom and tapped it on the head. And at the age of 19, you tried to get it surgically kind of like... How do you know this? The internet is a scary place. The instant gram. How? I wonder where I said that. That is all true. All true. It is not a birthmark. It is very much um, my accident in India. We love to How see much it. did you bleed? How much did you bleed that day? Well, I'd love to know, but my, it was my buddy mama, my daddy, who took me to India, and I had this dent, and I came back, and my mum was like, oh my God. <laughs> and like, it I'm sounds like... bleeding everywhere. Like, oh. But then, in India, no one thought to like give me stitches. It was just like, eh. Are you for real? So you were just like putting on a plaster, and there you go. And that's why I've got this dent. And we love to see it. Someone, I, someone like my old friend, was like, it's your third eye. I was like, fantastic. It could be <laughs> karmically. Like, if you look at, like, energy points and things like that. My third eye protruding, like, just there. They, but question, though, can I ask? Because I feel like looking at your shoot and your work and in terms of, like, knowing what happens behind the f- scenes of fashion, like, I was talking to Saren about this as well and in regards to his skin conditions and certain things when you have the likes of, like, Sean Ross or Winnie Harlow who have, like, specific yeah. features and certain things that help them you have specific features like in terms of your jaw structures and in terms of this which is very beautiful and books jobs yeah but I feel like it makes would add to a characteristic in terms of booking work right why was it at the age of 19 that you were like just like insecurities and things like that yeah I always wanted it to go I always didn't love it and like a lot of people would be like oh but it's so unique to you and I'm like oh yeah but I hate it I hate it now I don't really don't I don't even think about it like I forget it's there but like yeah it's there but I just yeah I I didn't want it I wanted to like just get rid of it and it obviously didn't work (laughs) it was the dent was too strong (laughs) but you're now at peace with it and everything's good and you've learned to love it yeah yeah and actually I did a job once and they asked me um do you mind if we do you want us to keep the dent like (laughs) or retouch it or retouch it out and I was like oh no one's ever asked me that before but yeah you, you, whatever you want and they end up keeping it in I was like that's nice <laughs> you do, do you get offended if some some of the makeup artists if, or like some people are just like without no. asking you just like no it's the nature of the job 
No, I don't mind. It's fine. It's it's. I can understand if it's distracting sometimes. Like if you're trying to show off a lipstick, and then it's like the focus might just go to the dent. But no one really cares about it. I think people nowadays were embracing like people's natural faces, scars, and like you know skin conditions and natural skin more. So I think it's good. Keep it in. It's a dent. Keep it in. We love to see it. You too. And then the other fact that I was very much astonished by, which was your anxiety. And you talked about it on Caius's um, interview as well. But you talked about anxiety and you talked about like taking, uh, oh my God, I forgot the name sometimes. Rescue remedy. And you were like, that's it. And you were talking about like how yoga helps you and how this year, like even sometimes going on walks and listening to podcasts really helps you. But dare I ask, what is the anxiety that is, there because for me when I look at you and I think mm. I've had this conversation for me when I look at you you book jobs after jobs after jobs for me the world is in your oyster you are such a beautiful person you're nice and like you know you have the support of your family the love of your friends you have a great boyfriend like you have it all so when I when I look at you and I'm just like why is she why does she have anxiety when mm. you take all the boxes like it's a good question I just I wish I could answer that because if I knew what triggered my anxiety, I probably wouldn't ever get it. But because it's so random, it's, I think it might be like a, a fear of the unknown. Like sometimes I get anxious and I just feel like, I genuinely feel like, oh, we're about to have an earthquake. Like it's God. not going to have, like it's so bad. It's not that severe, but like just thoughts yeah. come in my head and I believe them. Like, uh, or I'll feel claustrophobic and I'll be like, oh no, no, I'm going to get, if I go down that like small little tunnel, I'm going to get stuck in there. So I'm not going to go there. Like, it's just thoughts that happen. And it's never something that really triggers it. Maybe sometimes being tired could trigger it. Or, like, when you're feeling, when you're, like, I don't know, if I haven't been looking after myself, like, I'm overworked and I haven't eaten properly and then I'm, like, I haven't slept and then I suddenly feel all weird. It's probably because of that. That makes sense. But there's nothing that's triggering anxiety. Like, it, for me, it's so random. And that's why I'm, like, what is it? Like, I don't know. The tube gives me anxiety sometimes. Like, when it oh, gets you're claustrophobic, stuck, you said. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But like, but sometimes it can just happen. It's just like waves. And I think it's hereditary because I think my, my mum gets it. And I think it's just a thing. It's just in, I think anyone can get anxiety whether they're like depressed or at the top of their game and flourishing. Like, I think it's just a chemical reaction in the body. I'd be intrigued to know because I think for me, anxiety comes from lack of not feeling, like feeling like a failure. And I think I said this to you and you gave me some great words of wisdom, which was like, I, I put so much on my, in terms of expectations and from all aspects when I'm getting attacked mentally, like, and these voices are telling me you're amount to nothing, you're amount to nothing. You're like, you put this pressure on yourself. And if I put goals to myself that by 30, I want to do this and it might not happen. It might happen when I'm turned 30 and from 30 to 32, I have everything that I've ever wanted. Exactly that. Exactly that. I hate the idea of limiting yourself with an age especially because I used to do it when I was younger by 25 I wanted to be like I don't know what I wanted to be but whatever it was but like why are we it's just it's just limiting you it's just making you feel more stressed because time ticks also a year pandemic boom a year's gone let's 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 just delete a year like we all have a year do you know what I mean to reclaim almost I don't know yeah I hate the idea of putting the age limits on but I know we all do it but I'm over that I now We have similar experience in terms of like Aladdin, but I have a completely different outlook to what happened in Aladdin than you do. Okay. And I okay. think like same as Ramzan. 
but okay. like we do we do these jobs and things like that and like my outlook is completely different to your guys's and I don't know how like really? you guys like I like to observe people and see how they're getting on and I feel like you're really good at like a being positive professional making nice with every Thank single you. person detaching yourself from a lot of the politics that are going on and I, you just go do the oblivious whereas I <laughs> like noted I'll notice everything so like on set like let's say how the essays are treated versus like the cast and things like that how if it's cold like and if you're old you're not getting handed a blanket but the dancers are because they're the dancers and they're being featured so certain things like that and I just can't detach myself and sometimes when it's like south asian quotas that are being filled like where are the where are the bengalis like you and ramzan talk about in terms of when it comes to race or where's the malayalis where's the where's the pakistanis where's the singaporeans where's like not just mm. in south asian like where's with the disabled people with the you yeah, know the mixed bodies so i i can't detach myself sometimes when i when i book jobs mm. and i become very much like this and i don't know what the secret is but you're able to go and you're just able to see that's in it's interesting because now when you said that about like some of the essays didn't get blankets and maybe the dancers did that makes me feel so sad but maybe that's just oh god i didn't even notice that was happening that's that's awful isn't it but this is like i notice shit like that and i'm just like oh my god i can't or like when so we what? were going home and like all of the dancers get to change first and the essays get to stay behind in the tent and like you know there's barely any so just things like that i just I all had the crews treated in terms of like production from like costume to hair and makeup and things like that. Mm, I mean I feel like in every job there is like a a hierarchy. There's like a hierarchy yeah. isn't it? There's a boss, there's the executive managers, all these kind of things and unfortunately that's kind of what that is and that happens in every industry. But I didn't yeah, that's bad, isn't it? What about so what am I doing? I'm just oblivious to all this. <laughs> I'm probably just so focused on my like in my own world clearly that I haven't didn't even notice that because that would make me feel sad because my mum was an essay on Aladdin and she had she, a great time she was she loved it she does yeah she loved it little niche that's that was the beginning of her essay journey she's been <laughs> an essay in lots of things now she's done like lots of movies I think I should do a telegram with your mum she needs to come she... in this life at least for once try and get her in when you go and she's get your laptop room. and your water bottle okay fine like... okay I will In terms of South Asian representation, when it comes to an entertainment, agree to disagree. This is a discussion point that I think, in terms of acting, there's better representation in terms of productions, whether it's theater or whether it is behind the scenes or in front of the scenes. Like you have the likes of like Satin Darwin, Inkish Patel, Amrita Mandip Gill, Shazad, you know Shazad Latif, Taj, Sagar Radia. Um, Anjali, like Hussein Manwar, like some of the guys from Hangama who do things. Um, and then you have theatre companies like Gali, Dara, Tamasha, Hackney Empire, and like you have yeah. Nadia Fall, like so many people. I think in modelling you have people as well, when it comes to like such people yourself. You have the likes of Neelam Gill, Bhumika Aurora, um, what's that guy who's on Burberry? I think it's, oh sorry, Pratik Jain, Tarunija, Ramzan is killing the game as well. When it comes to other bits and bobs, like in terms of singing, when it comes to dancing, there's a handful of people when it comes to a commercial sort of like mainstream situation. Mm. Do you think that about singing? Because I don't know. I th if you think about know. it, on a commercial mainstream point, there's only three people who have been able to cross over the market and statistically be on 
the billboards and things like that. So there's like Naughty Boy, who produces predominantly of the time. Yeah. There's Zane, and then there is Jay Sean, like okay. back in the day. Well, I yeah. know. But now, I now there's lot. more people coming. Yeah. yeah. Well, but I in terms so of commercial. Yeah, yeah, but, but there's commercial. some. What about um? Oh my god, what's her name? Well, Nayana TZ Joy, or the girl Joy Crooks. Yeah. What about Joy? Yeah, Nayana. She is one to watch. Like she's coming and come out. Raja but, Kumari. R- Ravina, in yeah. um, she's in America, and I love Ravina stuff. Uh, Priya, that new girl, Priya Ragu, is her name. That is it. But I'm talking love about it. in terms of commercial, like independent artists. I think music industry is shifting. So I think like that is a separate topic. And I agree with you there. So thank you for educating me and challenging me on that. But now let's talk about dance in specific. There's okay. only a handful of people that I feel like, like when you talk about even in Aladdin, there were only a handful of people that were South Asian in it. There mm-hmm. were only a handful of people when you talk about Rocket Man. Um, there's only a handful of people that I feel like when you do like the AMCK jobs or the AJK, like in terms of Brits and things like that, educate me on this. I only see a handful of people that are of South Asian representations in those jobs. Yeah. That's true. Why is it why is it that there's not a lot more of us in that sort of industry? Because some of them don't do that style of dancing. Yeah. So like you you might be an amazing dancer and you might be South Asian, but if you're not doing commercial and like hip hop and that, that's what the job is or contemporary, if that's what the job is, then you're not going to probably be on that job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or because, because they're not connected to these people. I don't know. Like there must be a reason. I wonder this all the time, but then I just. Do you question ever the agents in terms of like, when you look at the books and things like that, do you ever question them? About or not what? really. About like in terms of why aren't these people booking the jobs? Why is why is there I, not enough? No, people? because I don't think it's up to the agents. Sometimes, yeah, it's not up to the agents. The agent usually wants to like push or the choreographers on. or the choreographers that are booking these play these jobs. I think it depends job to job because sometimes it's not the choreographer that chooses. It's like yeah, it's the the label, the company, the the agency attached to the commercial, like the brand. It could be so many other people so many voices and maybe it's it's so specific you know how different it is from each job to job yeah. briefs come in you know this briefs come in and you have to kind of fit a certain thing so it might seem like some people aren't getting jobs as a whole but it might just be they're not fitting the brief at the time like it could be something stupid like your height it could be literally your height the length of your hair the color of your eyes like something as basic as that could hinder you which is very upsetting but like it is just yeah the industry's cutthroat like it is if you're not the right height the right shoe size i've had that a few times <laughs> you're not gonna be on the job for real I mean, yeah amazing but sample sizes are this so you don't fit it so oh fine. yeah that's fine do you know what i mean i find it i i i think the industry in terms of when it comes to modeling and when it comes to like when it comes to fashion and when it comes to dance I'd love to see a change and I'd love to talk. Like I've reached out to agents, so many agents and none of them have referred to me, some of the agents that we both have. And I want to have a conversation, which is like, I see so many of the other ethnicities out there. What is stopping from our push being in there? Because sometimes when you look at these jobs, I started doing this annoying thing and I think it's a self-sabotage thing. Like all of the jobs that I went for, never got them. I started looking at them and I was like, okay, that's a black person. That's, 
replace me i can't do anything about it that's not my look okay that person has replaced me they're filipino i can't do anything about it i could have done that job i'm talented but like what's the reason what is what is the genuine reason what i went i went for this music video didn't and it's a self-sabotage thing so badly of course i wonder what is the reason because i see so much talent in our community and i'm just like what is the difference i feel like and I'm taking this for like a like let's say a commercial, and they have it yeah. broad, and and it's like we're looking for a hero girl, early twenties, has to be quirky, right? That's yeah. a brief. Define quirky for a start because everyone's take on that is different. But you do your self tape, they get all these people come through. I can only imagine it, it's just who they who they decide, who they feel for, who they think, and if they want to find someone that's POC, like a person of color, they'll just be yeah. like that one. They'll probably just watch hundreds of self-tapes and just be like, oh, that was nice, isn't it? Yeah, this guy. Like, let's shortlist him. It will be nothing personal because it's not personal because they don't know you personally and you don't know them personally. So it's just about what they want for their thing to look like, what they want their campaign to look like, let's say. And that is so out of our control. Like, how do you determine what someone wants? How do you push for yourself or people of your thing? How do you do that? I'd love to know because you can't. Do you know what I mean? It has to come from the other side, like people wanting, people wanting it, people wanting South Asians. Those jokes were amazing at the time, but now what are we going to do? How are we going to, how can you revamp it? I'd love to, but tell me how. I think we just have to get in a room and like talk about certain things like new age, like how Hungama does and how Ryan does like new age, like queer community topics that, you know, are I was thinking that would be amazing. Like, that would be or amazing. like just talking about the fact that you're from a modern household and then you're in the entertainment industry and you're not shunned for it. Like mm. you have an actual career out of it, whereas mm. opposed to you're not a doctor, lawyer or things like but that. But then Lily Singh does a lot of like sketches like that. They do very well. That's like, American. That's so let's not British. do a British version yeah. of that. Because that's all we have to because... do is be ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And there's never have I ever and like Aziz yeah. and Sari and like so many beautiful things. But I feel like we're missing those things. I do love Talking about all of Loved it. There's a second season. Season two. Out. Yeah, it's coming out. <laughs> and you have an American agent now. So, you know. Yeah, actually. Yeah, well, actually. Yeah. Good times. Good times. I would do season two. Did you actually? <laughs> Mad. But I think yeah. Go 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 go. Well, I don't have a visa. I need to get a visa. Yeah, you talked about that in one of your lives as well. But I'll you never know. Thing. You're young. You're young. You're un- under thirty. Have a lot of privileges when it comes to like visa situations. Oh, so lovely. Oh no, there there exists. It's not. I think oh. there's like logistics in there. Look into all of the countries. Like under thirty, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like situations. I think for the US, you have to have certain criteria. Like if you've been published in a publication, um, you're coming for a specific reason that help. I don't know what yeah. the reform situation happened since Trump took over, and like now Biden has come back. But there's a lot mm. of things. Lovely. Um, yeah, we talked politics. Lovely. Um, <laughs> can I ask you a question? Which yeah. is going to be, I don't know why I'm saying this, this entire thing is going to be... No, no, no more questions, I have to go now. I'm done. I'm Do you done. know Helen Mirren did that? She, she, really? She, she, she did that on Graham Norton. She's like, no, bloody hell. Was it Helen Mirren or who else? There's a, an actress, she was like, no, I'm done with it. No more questions for you. Really? Did I don't want to watch that. Joking way, joking way though. But oh, like... okay. Damn it, I want someone to be serious. Like, I'm tired now. I'm done with this. 
Amazing. Well, who was it? Lil Mix, uh, one of the girls from that just walked off Capital FM or one of the radio stations. <laughs> it was a prat. Just left. She was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I'm done. Oh, she must have been like having a bad day. Can't be asked. Well, it like. was a prank. It was like a five minute Oh, it was prank, a prank. Right? I need the seriousness. I need someone to really yes. do it. No, because then you're like, you have a bad reputation. It'll be me now. Bye. Bye. Done. <laughs> Take him a back to business. Of, do it, do it. <laughs> business of entertainment and being a freelancer whilst being signed to various agencies. I know so many people who, who like yourself and like myself, and so many other people who are signed to multiple agencies. How do you deal with the clash of the jobs when people put you up for same jobs, or like you book a job that has been sent by two companies? But this company has the choreographer as well and the relationship. So you're like, okay, this person put me first, but I've gotten in with this person. Or like dates and like so many things. And also, you know, somehow some agencies will be like, okay, we're now going into acting. We feel like we can push you. When somebody looks on your spotlight, there's so many agencies on there. We really feel like we need you to be exclusive with us and stuff like that. Mm. Well, this only How happens, obviously... This only happens for, with dance agencies because with acting you have one yeah. agent, that's it. Yeah. And I'm I'm so grateful for that. Like I find that so much better because I wish I could have one agent for everything, but we're multifaceted. We cannot, which is absolutely fine. But I've learned. I used to always, if I was sent the same thing like dance job from two agents, I'd be like, I'd just go for the one that sent it first, mm. and that seemed like the fairest way. But over the years, I guess you just you go for the one. You go for someone that you trust. That's it. You go for maybe an agent that you feel more comfortable with, that you can, you know, know will respond to you quicker or something. Like, know that, that you have a more personal relationship with. So even though I'm with all these agencies, I'm actually not really, I'm kind of like, not really with all of them, if that makes sense. I don't get work from all of them. So I think it was always first come, first serve. <laughs> it just sounds so awful. But yeah, you've got to decide for yourself. It doesn't really matter as well who you go through. Like, or maybe it does, or, or maybe it does for you because you feel more confident speaking to one agent than you do another. Mm. Go for that agent, obviously. Can I ask you what is the secret to gaining a great relationship with agents? Because I know so many people out here, and there's a dancer that we know that I was speaking to, and we were like, I was like, I don't know what it is. Like, we graft. Like, we send emails. We're doing our best. Like, WhatsApping each week, or like you know every other two weeks trying to you know what That's new great. headshot should I get more portfolio I feel like you have a great relationship with a lot of your agencies if I'm correct I feel like even that if is it's a on a business what you just said having conversations really. about how to yeah that is that's it but sometimes we don't get the response that's the thing yeah and I I get the same and to those agents I think <laughs> name those agents no joking that it's only a few and I'm just like well what's the point like but I don't know great relationship it has to be organic like it can't be it has to be an organic thing yeah like same with the thing with a friendship like no one is like forcing friendships out here like it has to be like true to you too as individuals and I have great relationships with my agents but I don't think they're like any better than other people's I think they're just the same like I feel confident with actually all my agents that I work with that I could like WhatsApp and I think like or just like drop a quick message to yeah. I think that's important you can't be scared of the person you're trying to work with mm -hmm. and, and like 
and not scared of them, but you can't be, yeah, you can't be feeling hesitant. Intimidated. Intimidated because they are there to help you. And once you find people that are like working with you, rather than like it being feeling like this, like we're very one-sided, like you're giving all this effort or they're like stressing you out or whatever it is, it just becomes much easier. Much easier. I'm going to ask you the business of networking now. Mm. I think you're great at networking. I'm a pessimistic person. I would like most of it. Most of it is, by the way, just personal advice. Then people can watch it if it is. I think you're great at networking. I'm always skeptical of people because I don't know how to manage relationships. I get really upset because sometimes, you know, you'll do a job, you'll connect with people. And I think as performers, we're all trying to find like a family or a tribe of people, like-minded people. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes you'll connect with people and then you'll be like, oh, you're my best friend or like you're a really good friend. But then that job will be over and you won't talk for a year or you'll message here and there and then that'll be it and you move on to the next. And I think like you're really good (laughs) at like, like being cordial, being really nice networking with like the hair makeup like you were talking about Cinderella and one of the people mentioned on there you talked about how you had the same costume person for Cinderella as you did for a couple of other movies but she was the costume designer she I didn't I didn't pick her <laughs> she's like the I didn't choose. yeah no but what I'm trying to understand is like there's such a great oh my god that is a message and a half Nikita has worked with both Cinderella's. She's worked with Lily James, Cinderella 2015, in what's got left. Who the hell left this message? Oscar Oscar J. Cannon. You know. That is true. That That is crazy. You're right. Lily James. That is true. And Lily James again. And Camilla Camilla Cabello. And you work with Camilla Cabello twice now. Camilla Cabello. What star? Star. It's Camilla Cabello. Icabello. Cabello. (laughs) Icabello. Um, I think we need to talk about Cinderella because the peeps ain't going to leave us unless we talk okay. about Cinderella. But crying out loud, let's talk about okay. Cinderella. What should we all do? What, do, what, do, what uh, can I say? It's coming out in July. <laughs> you play one of the princesses. Yeah. Um, what Can you give us a colour of a costume that you wear? Probs not. <laughs> um, Is it, it in the pastels? Is it bright? Is it dark? Like, Does it have details? Lace? Like mine or like everyone's? <laughs> Yours? Mine is a lovely colour. It's beautiful. It's vibrant. She feels fun. She feels she feels rich. Are you a featured dancer actor? Like what is the specificities of Oh you have to watch You're just gonna have to watch it. Oh my god, I hate Because I'd love to know as well. Like obviously we filmed stuff, but let's see how it's edited. What if my it, nice moments get cut cut? We don't know. Yeah, but you did a substantial... I think, like, that's the same as, like, we did the... Wait, can we mention the big job? I don't know. 50? I don't think... I don't think so. <laughs> but, like, you mentioned it. It was you mentioned say, in one of the other lives. Was it? Oh. I don't think... Oh. Well, it's on, is it on, on IMDb? Did you see that? I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> Unless it's on IMDb, but, I literally don't say anything. I'm like, but like things can always get cut. But you did a substantial oh wait, the big, big one or the one we just the did. big big one we did like three years ago where we all dressed Listen. up and you were specifically dressed up. Yeah, I in, haven't said. Oh, no, I know a specific I position. I haven't said anything about that because it's not on IMDb, and I'm like, please get on no. that quickly. But well, well, we like, can say we did. We, we're gonna be. We don't novel. even know. We don't We're even know. The cutting room. Oh, the cutting room. The cutting room. It could literally just be like, boom, boom. I know, I know. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. But, but in happens. Cinderella, 
how much like did you do is it the same like you did a quite chunk of situation yes i'm in a nice moment okay it's a nice moment there you go people are you happy she's in a, are you in a dance are you are you in a dance at least I you can say that in a movement space i am in the movie <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, it's going to be such a good film. Like, I already feel it. Like, it's going to be incredible. It's going to, the whole thing is like Cinderella remix. Can I ask you a question? Are you, I'm, oh my God, as much as I love remakes, I'm a hardcore original, like, animation person fan. Do they ever destroy you when you get on set? No, because it's a real life fantasy i know what you mean why because it's not as glamorous like as it looks. L- certain costumes like with aladdin just going back i was like why was the blue costume just not so much more prominent why why oh why? yeah did she was, she did wear like she wore like she a turquoise she did but not in the entire movie there were switch-ups and things like that which is fine but i was like oh my god why, jasmine why, has why? more clothes in her wardrobe imagine if she, jasmine wore the same clothes every day no, I think that was a good thing to change. I think, come on, who's wearing the same? Can we talk every day? about one thing which you did in Aladdin? Because I heard it no. through the grapevines that what you changed it when I auditioned the first time, which was at Pineapple. I think I did it with Ramzan. I auditioned for that movie like sixteen times, um, only, <laughs> only to get good. a background role. <laughs> but um, you apparently through the grapevine changed it and inclined from Sunday Salam to Friday. No, that's no, no. What no. I've heard. That's what I heard through the grapevine of the ADs and things like that. I didn't say anything about that, but I did say I did teach people what a salam was, like a sal- like the gesture of it. Nobody knew, nobody knew, but I she, knew. Guys, just to let you know, Nikita co-choreographed. She assistant choreographed on Aladdin as well. I did not <laughs> with Jamal. <laughs> I absolutely did not. Just, not. just to let you know. Just to let you know. No, I just told people what the salam was. That's it. Okay. And then, and then it changed, didn't it? Brush up yeah, it did. Body, salam. Salam. <laughs> Lovely. Do you think you'll ever go behind the scenes? Because I think you'll be great behind the scenes as well. Like in terms I'd of writing and producing. I'd love to. Yeah. In the, that'll be probably like in the future. That's what not what I'm thinking do- of right now. But I'd yeah. love to like create some stuff of my own. Yeah. Do you see yourself like going more into like producing or like fashion for me? Like Tom Ford produces movies all the time. Mm. Um, and he does like great, great like independent yeah. stuff. But, me like, and Tom. What's... Me and Tom getting down. Just like on the same level. <laughs> Doing <laughs> In it. In the future. Um, you know. I don't know. I'd love to write some stuff. I've got so many. Oh, do you ever feel like you've got all these ideas like here bubbling? And then you're like. Yeah. Ka, 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 ka. But like. I have to wait. I have to wait till I feel the urge to like, I have to write this script and I'm not going to do anything for the sake of it. Like, I don't want to write something for the sake of it or create something. Cause I think, mm, yeah, it could be cute. No, I want to do it. Cause I like fully hundred percent believe in it. And that's not where I'm mm. at right now. I haven't got it. That's, but when I am there, definitely right now, I'm just fully focused on life. <laughs> and getting and, these and jobs living. and these money and, and these, these life experiences. And living, sorry. I keep interrupting. I'm so sorry. No, no, no. Life experiences and just living a healthy, happy, full life. That's literally my, that's literally life goals. Can I just say that reminded me of Miss Congeniality when she's like, <laughs> what's your, what's your favorite day? Date? What she says, what's your favorite date? And she's like, I'd like to say March 16 because it's not too hot and it's not too cold. 
If that's what you got from what I said, then because you it was very mistake. diplomatic, miscongenial. Like I just want world peace. I want everybody to. No, I was speaking about this with my friend, and actually, ultimate goals of life are like just ultimate happiness. Whatever Nikita that is. Nikita is really being. I know, right? Bridgerton, Death on Nile, Jingle Jangle, Cinderella. We had to stand. Who there? I don't know. Who are you? Right. Can I just say I don't Night understand half of that. What Night does what does what does what does half of that sentence mean? So I'm too old for this. They're just they're just they're just saying all of the things I've been in. Death on the Nile is another film that's coming out. Firstly, Jingle... if you tuned into the starting of this live, I gave a three-page intro to this, which thing, I got okay, out of. <laughs> which she got. So and Jingle Jangle was a the the I danced in that, and yeah. then Bridgerton. Are you going to be in season two? I'm not. Are you going to be in season three? I am. Wait, they haven't called season three. They haven't called season four, five, just ten. Say I am. Just say I am. Just say I am. I'm not. I'm not. Just say you are. Just say you are. Put it out in the universe. I'm going to be okay. in season three. Don't cross your fingers. Open the universe. Open oh, shutters. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't know. Let me. Can I get a selfie? Can I? Can I get some? <laughs> can you get a selfie? <laughs> Guys, um, she's gonna be in Never Have I Ever season three, and then she's also gonna. No, be, I'm uh, not. She's also gonna be. Just look at her IMDb; it'll be updated tomorrow. Because <laughs> <Just, yeah. laughs> Bridgerton oh. has been renewed for season three and season four, so you know. It has. They've Nikki's got eight books. Be on season three. I think. There you go. Eight there books. Go. There's a lot of books. Do you ever try and like sneak in situations? So you know when you're on the set and you're just like, I just I want to get in an acting part. How do I go on about this? How like, would you? Like, do that? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Do I you think I tried thought? for Aladdin. I think I probably yeah. asked. Like, are they all still auditioning? But then no one responded to me, and there wasn't any parts. But wait, am I allowed to say when you auditioned for Aladdin what you auditioned for? Because your mother told me about this. Oh, well, I did audition for Jasmine. Yeah. 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 I think everyone auditioned for Jasmine. <laughs> I, I think everyone through. I know auditioned for, ja- for Jasmine. Who has been her most favourite person to work with on set and the least. I'm just adding the least, by the way. Oh, you're brilliant. I don't have a least. Um, yeah, you do. No, I'm joking. My favourite person to work with on set. So many, so many. Like, like big Three. Stars. Let's do three. Let's do three. I'm not going to include any of my friends <clears> because I love them too much. Like, how the hell am I going to pick? I feel like if I said Anthony... Then Ruben would be like, what about me? If I said, <laughs> Anthony would be like, what about me? And Kajal, she'd be like, no, what about true. me? That is true. That Guys, is I very lo- true. I love my friends too much. Working with my okay, friends Okay, let's say excluding the the, that sort of, yeah, let's, let's exclude friends. Excluding friends. Obviously, Will Smith was just shocking, like, unreal. Um, you need to can't even think. Well, recently, working with Emma Thompson was so good she's so lovely she's so sweet she's so sweet oh my god I'm I'm obsessed with her I'm a huge fan of hers and I just thought that was unreal and do you know who's really random and then the really old job Emily Sandy okay I did her music video and I remember her just being the sweetest human being in the history of the land and I was like she is so talented and she was singing live and she was so nice and that just came into my head Emily Sandy You have the answer. What a star. What a star. What I, a I star. think forever I will always remember Emily Sandé from the Olympics coming out on that shippy sort of situation. Did you do the Olympics? 
No, I didn't. I didn't. You I didn't. Don't know how, I don't so... know how people got the audition or how, the process for that. I just had no idea how that <clears> happened. All right, let's discuss these points. Uh, we're going to discuss something deep, which is sexism and being stereotyped. Okay. Pros and cons of it. Well, there's no pros and cons to sexism. I, I meant like stere- I meant like stereotyping. St- stereotyping. Oh God, how to phrase it's this question? Cons and cons, darling. It's cons and cons. <laughs> how does have you personally ever faced it, and how, without going into detail, or somebody undermining your talent, and or somebody belittling you, and how did you deal with that, and how does one deal with it? I feel like I haven't felt like that. I haven't felt like no. a man has taken a leadership over me but then maybe that's just my luck and I've been surrounded yeah. and the jobs I've done is I've been surrounded by female like empowered women and right. like female sets I'm trying to think because probably not because imagine like the role that I've been given was was probably always given like or offered was for me like it would make it would make no sense oh I'm trying to think oh has that ever, ever felt like no I actually haven't and like the directors, like directors I work with are female, so like yeah. there's no, there's no like, there's never been a sense of like belittling or anything like that because it's always been. I think I've been really lucky then because I haven't felt like that. No, and it's happening. I'm sure in like my industry, and it's happening probably more when I'm oblivious to it. Like people's pays are being diff- are different and stuff. Yeah, and men are paid higher, but I don't know because I don't know about it. And I haven't felt it. I haven't felt it like at me do you think you'll speak out if something like that was to happen at this point in your career because i know there's there's always this thing of like which is put into our contracts which is like fees to not be discussed and you know if this happens this will happen to you and the industry is so small and we discuss this like one person knows another person knows another person and instantly your career can go to like this Mm. um cancel culture yeah um do you ever feel like you'll speak out I don't know. I think, no, I'd have to speak out. I am that kind of person that would feel the need to share, especially if it was something yeah. like traumatic or something or like, or something big. And it, if it wasn't just a snidey comment, like that, that can happen, whatever. But that can happen for anyone. You can have a, mm-hmm. whatever. That is so like minor. But if something major, like an incident happened, yeah, I'd have, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't feel right not saying, not sharing it, you know? Yeah. Even if it meant, getting cancelled or whatever I don't think you can get cancelled by speaking the truth I don't understand that one I don't as well I think also there's there's a political sensitivity which happens nowadays and I think you just have to take it like every year oh my god I hate to mention this but I was just scrolling through this before I went live Tara Banks popped up (laughs) like they're dragging her through the mud when it comes to America's Next Top Model and we're gonna do something in regards to America's Next Top Model in a bit but um it's I bad, think... isn't it? The reason yeah, it's... that did not can age I just say... well. That did not age well. It's fa- can I just say, at the end of the day, those things still exist behind the scenes. Like, how many times have you been called fat, or like the nose is like this, or you know, the like your skin color is like we don't yeah, have makeup. That... that is okay. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Fine. But some of the things they were doing. I agree with you. Certain things. Races on the. <laughs> Yeah, but, okay, can I just? I did see that episode, and I saw it when I was seeing when I was in there, and I. It's a bit of a weird one because at the end of the day, you're like, okay, you're showing, 
representation and saying what so there was this one specific episode in cycle four which is like about racial where they go into the like these oh god when i used to call cycles Cycles, i was an addict (laughs) um and then like they do these shoots and they make one girl like native american and things like that and i think like it it, i don't know what is the linear line but is it the same as lady gaga or madonna putting up a cross and like writing it in their concerts no like, do where do we draw the line because religious barriers are the that same that should like... have been drawn that was so bad like it's it's it, it's like imitating isn't it like someone's culture yeah. someone and also some of the girls they changed their i think they made their faces like darker like that's, yeah that's like a stem of black face like you can't do that but there's my thing is conversation on cultural appropriation where does it end so like next Mm. thing we're gonna be next thing like i remember when a a splurge of things happened last year to do with george floyd and the black lives matter movement there was an uproar in the bollywood community that we couldn't use the word urban anymore oh was there well yeah and i was like what (laughs) but i was like what that went but i was like but I was like, where's the line? So do we not wear tracksuits bottom anymore? Do we take back like curries and spices and say that you can't do these hands unless yeah. you're Indian anymore or Asian anymore? And then where's the line going to be? Because within our own culture, you have Indians, you have Bangladeshis, you have Pakistanis, you have Gujaratis yeah. and then Punjabi. So where does the line lie? Well, that is obviously food. I don't think you can really, you know, claim culture. But it's also cult- it's, it's appropriation versus appreciation, right? Yeah. So that's all it is. And like it's, you can eat your dal, but if you can't say, I make the best dal and I'm going to open up a dal shop and you're, you have no idea about where the dal came from. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's just appropriation versus appreciation. And I think it is becoming a bit confusing with the lines. They're very blurry, but it's, it is almost to the individual as well because some people might get offended, but others won't. Like, I don't get offended by girls wearing bindis if they're not, yeah. if they're not South Asian. But I know my friends that do. So Yeah, I do. I do. And it makes it and it may, and it is different. If they're wearing it and they know if they're wearing a bindi and they and I ask them, Why are you wearing a bindi? And they're like, I just love Indian like I love the Indian thing and I wanted to wear it to this festival. I'm like, Okay, like have a great time. But if they're wearing it and they have no idea about the meaning behind a bindi and why we, that first started with the red dot and everything, then it's different. But I don't know. Like I yeah, it's 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 confusing, isn't it? It's hard. How yeah. do you you can't, and you can't speak for everyone. You yeah. can't speak for South Asians as a whole. Like you said, there's Indians, Pakistanis, Bengalis, so many people. How can you say one rule fits everyone? It doesn't. Mm. Good luck to the world. Good luck. Good luck to everybody. Um, <laughs> we're talking about race, and I'm just going to discuss this. And you said, I think we discussed this in terms of being quota fillers. And you talked about this with Ramzan's life, which is like how he reached out to River Island and he got the Eid campaign. And sometimes working for brands, they'll be like, okay, mm. we have South Asian representation. Maybe the next band needs to get something in the next brand. Um, how does one utilize this story stereotyping your USP? So like you're South Asian, you're a dancer, actress, model, singer. And then, but how do you get to that point where we've discussed this, you would like to do progress into just doing acting and possibly work behind the scenes, but still dabble in all of those things. How do you use all of these things without always getting stereotyped? Like I'm assuming I've gotten to a space where I felt so rejected and used by the politics of the dance and fashion world that I'm just like acting has always been my passion I need to go chase that 
what is the give when it comes to dancing? Do you, it's great working with artists, it's great creating concepts and things like that, but what's the give? Does it substantify you? Will you get to that stage where you'll be like, okay, I don't want to be no longer a dancer, a model, I just want to do acting work. And then in terms of acting, like I want to go for these roles and these sort of things. Of course, of course. And I'm already thinking about that. But then when it comes to it, it's like money. Like mm. if I if I just put all my eggs in my acting basket and I go on my picnic, let's say, I might, I won't be able to, at the moment, fund my life. Like fund, like... I won't have that much money and I still want to work and I love being on set and I love, you know, meeting people and being creative. So if a modeling job comes that fits me, there are some jobs that you, they kind of, it outdates you, it, you outgrow them and they're not your passions anymore. Like certain jobs that I've done in the past, I won't do again, but that's just kind of, that's growing, isn't it? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I used to work in like hospitality or something, but if I ever felt like I had no money, I wouldn't just go back to going back to hospitality. I've kind of done that now. I've, outgrowing yeah. that I just think it works to you like for me already I'm I'm making in a shift. position yeah where I'm making shifts make and saying adjustments and I, I think my agents are kind of noticing that as well and they're helping by not sending me certain things and because I'm not going to do that job anymore I'm not 18 anymore I know. can I ask I, I want to ask this on a personal level because I always feel like polarized like I never wanted to choreograph I never wanted to teach thankfully I've been blessed that I've worked with companies and to be able to do this but I feel like if I put too much work out there in terms of Instagram and social that I do choreography and I do teaching which brings me my bread and butter in the same way as yours does in terms of dance then I have been pocketed into just that mm. but how do how does one utilize that to then make the shift into acting when the agencies will be like, okay, we've looked at your CV, we've looked at your reel, it's just dance. Yeah. Or it's just Bollywood dancing, or it's just like for yourself, like it's just being a South Asian actor. Like I was talking about this with Yannick, you know Yannick from- Yeah. yeah he was like, there's a plethora of great South Asian actors and there's Riz Ahmed, and then you get to Riz Ahmed's level and he's at that battle where he's trying to be just an actor as opposed to a representative representation of South Asian culture but still using it to get where you want so like how does that if we're trying to talk in regards to like dancing acting modeling and singing but at the same time just talking about South Asian where's the give do you or do you yeah. are you just appreciative of everything and you're like I'll take it day by day <laughs> honestly that's that is me like I will just take it day by day because you don't know what going to pop up in your inbox in your email inbox yeah. what availability check is going to happen for you if it does um yeah i haven't really thought about it like that i don't know i do just wait every day is different um i put them first like and that's quite important i think uh, you can't get too consumed in your own world that you forget yeah. about the, the important people for when that literally are your world. Do you know what I mean? Like they are, they make up a part of you. Like, I don't know. I think I have a really good balance. I don't, I don't consume myself too much anymore. I used to do, oh my God. I've, I've like not gone on family holidays to do a job. Or like I've flown oh, yeah. back early from holidays to do a job. Like I oh to do an audition. I remember, oh my god, when I first started, I was so stupid. But like 
yeah now I just have a really good balance and I just I just make sure I have the time for the people that I love in my life because yeah. they're going to be there forever and they're the ones I care about just fleeting in between what comes what comes what doesn't what doesn't Goodbye. do that comes from the fact that you have established yourself and you are at a point financially and career-wise and mentally where you're a little bit more secure possibly yeah because I'm not worried about yeah possibly because then I'm not worried that I need to make my rent or something yeah maybe yeah possibly yeah because I, yeah then I can understand how work can consume you because you're fighting for your every last moment I think yeah which brings me to my next question, and I said that to you. I think that's the initial point. And I ask this of every single guest. I think when I look at you, you have such a beautiful family in terms of, like we already discussed, your mother and such supportive friends, some of whom I know, um, some of whom we all see through the gram, um, a loving boyfriend. Um, um, if you take away your support bubble, your faith in yourself in terms of your grit like the passion that you had when you were a yay little kid wanting to be the lead and like you know all of those things and like I'm gonna be the actress I'm gonna be the lead in everything <laughs> and you take away your physical appearance I talked about this with a Hafesh dancer and Rombe dancer mm. and they were like I know I'm privileged that I'm white I'm skinny I look like this so I get booked jobs more so if you take mm. away all of those things in terms of your beauty and if you were maybe a little bit more chunkier and you had like an affect nose or something like that do you and you you had all these elements no support from family a very low faith of yourself and yeah. in religion and things like that fighting always to you maybe had like one job or two jobs a year and things like that would you still be doing what you're doing probably no if I didn't have any confidence in myself no if I didn't have someone to lean on and someone to call when I'm feeling like shit no this is not the industry like it's too cut it's too not even cutthroat it's too competitive it's too much for your mental like you will suffer you're I think it's too painful. No, if I didn't have any self-confidence and belief in myself, no way would I be doing what I'm doing. I would still be doing something creative and that's me. Yeah. But I wouldn't be wanting to be the actor or like the person on screen. I'd probably be working behind the scenes, definitely. But I, I admire all those people. Like I want to be that person as well in the future. It's just, if I don't have any confidence, of course, no, I could not. How could you do this? It's, it's not just the confidence. Oh. I think it's like interesting, like just the support of your family, like appearance as well, and like just everything. I think it's the combination all of all three. Because if I had yeah. just one of them gone, I would still be doing it, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like you can find friends, you can find, you can grow your confidence, but yeah, no. If I didn't have all three of those, there, I don't think so. No, I would still be doing something else, but not what I'm doing for people who are struggling and still want to continue on with their passion, I'm sure mm. you know a lot of people, um, what advice would you give to them? People that are in the industry that are wanting to continue. That are in wanting to continue, that struggle in terms of direction, their physical appearance, their faith, their support. Mm. What would I say to them? What would I say? I would say if you're struggling, okay, you're struggling, you're not feeling too good. I would say stop and think about what is bringing you happiness in life. Yeah. What is bringing you happiness? Because if this isn't it and you're not gaining, if this isn't it, don't do it. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to find something that 
keeps you motivated but also keeps you sane like for me I feel like meeting my friends and going for like a coffee and people that aren't in the industry as well meeting with them and just chatting with them having a nice day just walking having going to the park these are things that keep me me and without yeah. those days and I and, and on those days I will like ignore my emails I'll be like nope I'm not even looking <laughs> I'm shaking and I did it. I was with my friends <coughs> in the You're park. Okay. Just choking, just dying. <laughs> Take a second. Take um, a second. Breathe. Sure. No. I'm when sure. I'm in the, I was with my friends in the park. And I think my agent was like, I need to self tape like right now. Like, oh no, I got an email. And I was like, I need to self tape in the next two hours. I was like, am I going to leave my friends I'm having such a lovely time with to go do a self tape? No, I'm not. I didn't do it. <laughs> like, I didn't do it. I weighed up, obviously, the self tape. You have to weigh up what it is if it's like a dream role yeah. and it's acting if it's acting i'm probably going home to do the, to do the tape but if it's not if it's something that i'm like i'm not gonna let this interrupt my time then i just don't do it yeah yeah no fascinating it's more it, you're and not consuming not taking the industry as your everyday breathing living thing it's not that's not who you are and if it is and you're not it's fascinating you say that because when I was in school and I feel like when you come from an institution and you go to school it's almost engraved in you that it's you're eating breathing everything because technically when you go to an institution all you do is like Monday to Friday that's what you're doing then outside of that you're hanging out with those people and possibly discussing same sort of narratives on the weekend you're doing the same so yeah it's interesting that you're saying that has that mentality come recently or that was always there I think more recently because before I was very like yeah. hustling, hustling, hustling. And now I'm like, I can't let this take over me because then it, it literally takes over you in your body. And you're like, oh God, like it's just stress. It's like, I've got yeah. four self tapes to do. I'm on pencil for this and I'm not going to get any of them. Kill myself. Like stupid. Like, no, just have the weekend as your weekend. That's what I do. I have the weekend as my weekend if I can. Or I'll yeah. have like today or like tomorrow. I've got nothing to do. Granted, I bet some sort of self-tape will come through, but I'm meeting my friend for lunch <laughs> and that is my day and I can't wait for that. You know? All right, last question before we move on to the games. I've recently started watching this beautiful podcast. It's called Rule Not the Exception. It's by two British South Asian actors. Um, watch yeah. it if you ever want to. And they've had like a lot of beautiful people on there. Um, and they always ask this and I was intrigued. I wanted to ask you this. What's your favorite part of the job? They always say whether is it the audition, is it the callback, is it the actual job doing it, or is it the result? And how do you deal with the failures when it's a self tape you really wanted and you were really going for, and you just don't get it, or like an agent you really wanted to be with that you just don't get, or like you know something. Favorite part of the job is definitely not the audition. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the <laughs> it's the meeting people. It's the make, meeting people and having incredible conversations and the process of it. Like, yeah. I love that part. It's, it's the bands. It's the bands for me. Um, and then how do you deal with rejection? I mean, I'm dealing with it on a daily basis. Like, and we all are. It's just part of this industry. I think not taking it too personally. Yeah. Not taking it too personally. Definitely, because it's nine like it could like nine out of ten times it might not be your talent so don't ever question yourself about it could be a shoe size like you said 
it could be something ridiculous and yeah. remember there's always so many opinions about who gets cast and this and that like you don't it's out of your control so never take it personally and then I always believe that like what what is meant for you won't pass you by like it, if it's, Ooh, if say it's, that one more time please that's gonna be soundbite that's gonna be the soundbite I feel like that's the saying um what like what is meant for you won't pass you by so Ooh. if that was not that meant for you it's yeah. fine like and if it's for you it's going to happen for you like I do believe I am a little bit in that spiritual land where I do believe that your job like it's not your job your your life is kind of mapped out in a way and she's what am I trying to say your life is mapped out in a way and you can't and like opportunities will come they won't pass yeah. you if it's it's gonna happen it will happen and if it doesn't it's absolutely fine but you have to believe it you have to believe in This is the game section, which is called Super Chai or Play With Rai. Super Chai or Play With Rai. This is going to be rapid fire, so you have to do it rapid fire. If you were a movie, what would the title of a movie be? Um, Brown Girl and Her Latte. Brown Girl and Her Latte. What would the storyline or the plotline of Brown Girl and Her Latte be about? Go. If it's the story of my life, it's... This girl, she gets her coffee and goes on a walk every day <laughs> and goes it's to like... different coffee shops and loves her life. Um, what would the title song be? I've got nothing. I've got nothing. That's it. I've got nothing. nothing. I have nothing. But I do. But I have a latte. <laughs> <laughs> Who would star in it? Me. So it's about me, my life. Yeah, right? but you can have like somebody else star in it. Oh, like, other people. It. Oh my. Can... Let's get. Um, I'd love to have, pretend to have a brother. Sorry, sisters. Okay. I love you. So let, can I get Dev Patel be my brother? Okay. Cool. That would be great. Who's um, gonna play you though? Can I play me? Okay, cool. Can I just say this is bringing me flashbacks of when like you're like I want to play Wonder Woman. I want to be in that world. I want to be Gal. And I was like, okay. Mm. Or like when Ramzan says he wants to be Robin and you're like, why be Robin when you can be Batman? I was like, ouch. Um, if it's, a, if it's a, a film about my life, who can who can play me better than me? Hey, you also want to play Australia, right? So, you know. Yeah. Any, any day. Any day. Any day. If you were a drink, what would you be? A drink? Yeah. Aperol Spritz, because it's my favorite. If, if you were a pool, what would you be? Oh my god, chili paneer. <laughs> These are just my favourite foods. I don't know why I am That's... a food, but they're my favourite foods. If you were a clothing item, what would you be? Great question, great question. Clothing item, a, a jumper. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say great question. Great question, like I don't know. A jumper, a cute jumper. Cozy. If you were an animal, what would you be? Like your spirit animal. Spirit animal, well I'm a Leo, so I have to be a lion. Okay, if you were a dance move, what would you be? <laughs> oh, I'd be a like a like a hip, like a dumka. <laughs> can you do? Can, okay, we'll get you up moving. Now. If you were oh. a if you were a pose, if you were a pose, what would you be? A pose. Like a pose, like a modeling pose. If I if I was a pose, it'd be like yeah. Uh, what does this uh, mean? Like she's uh, cute, but she's also scheming. Uh, she's scheming. She's the girl next door. She's the girl next door, but she's also like looking over there. I don't know. Over there. Have you ever, okay, I'm going to give you scenarios and you just say 
Woohoo! Or no? Okay. Okay, describe. Have you ever farted on set or stage? No. On stage? What? Hell, or set? Stage, backstage. <laughs> Never on set whilst you're doing something? No, I'll just do it in the dressing room. <laughs> Damn. Um, have you ever forgotten lines and moves and improvised on a big situation? On a big one, no, but on small scale, yeah. Forgotten dance. I feel moves. like it's good. Um, best and worst costumes you've had. I have so many good costumes. Um, best costume is pro- best costume is probably to come in Cinderella. Okay, it's it's happening. Um, worst costume, I think. I don't know. I do know. <laughs> one time, I had to have my hair sprayed grey. Like, the whole thing was grey, back-combed, and then I was wearing this grey catsuit. I can't remember what it was for, but I hated it. Because it, okay. it was bad. It was bad. How long did it take <laughs> to get out? Exactly, like, three weeks. Oh, God. Best and worst job you've ever had? Best job? I don't know. I love Actually, we've... Own. Worst job. Just do worst job, because you've done a lot of best jobs. Worst job, worst job, worst job. Hostessing. <laughs> <laughs> nice one, nice Hostessing. one. Hostessing. Uh, some <clears throat> of them were fun and some of them were just hectic. Like, yeah. Hey, I enjoyed my waitressing. Because you uh, meet, like, celebrities when you do, like, the Serpentine Gallery or, like, you do, like, well, certain situations. Fancy. Or you could just no, be doing, you... like, holding drinks for the guys at the rugby. I did that. Oh, one. I hate shit like that. Oh, that my was God. worse job oh god okay i'm gonna give you scenarios and you're gonna tell me what would you rather i have worked hard on these and it is to suss you out are you ready brilliant okay what would you rather go host the met gala or have a premiere at the Cannes film festival <sighs> what wait i don't want to host the met gala i want to go to the met gala i want to premiere the yeah Cannes but you'll festival. you'll you'll still go so like if you co-host you still get to go no it's no, just no, you work be... with anna wintour no i want to have... and you're on the face of uh-huh i want to have a film at the, at the Cannes film festival okay okay cool would you rather have the september vogue issue shot by patrick de Marchelier and styled by grace coddington or be on the best influential top 10 time magazine <laughs> why do I have to pick between these <laughs> you have to come on what don't do, don't say both obviously there's a difference like why what is it your you question come I'll on. take Vogue please okay cool what would you okay co-star in no, Ocean Day no I don't think influential <laughs> <laughs> I want to be influential okay. can I be Forbes 30 under 30 gone 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 what would you rather be in the Ocean 8's remake starring Kate Hudson, Ashwarya Rai, Fan Bingbing, Taraji P. Henson, Rebel Wilson, Penelope Cruz, and your friend Gal Gadot, or in a sci-fi, female-led, female-producer, female-written story, okay, by Issa Rae, Michaela Cole, Lena ah. Dunham, Lady Gaga, Mindy Kaling, Sandra Bullock, Priyanka Chopra, Zendaya, Lucy Liu. No, you're lying. Wow, can I pick between... Honestly, the top two names that you, you're taking, you're telling me I have to pick between Ashura Rai and Michaela Cole. I cannot. Yeah, you have to. <gasps> oh, I cannot. But maybe, okay, maybe there's Mindy and Michaela in the second one. Yeah. There's Mindy Kenny, there's also Sandra Bullock, there's Lady Gaga, Lena Dunham, oh. Issa Rae. But then who am I missing on the first one? Ashura Rai. Uh, you're missing out on Kate, Ashwarya, Taraji, Robert Wilson, Gal Gadot, oh. Penelope Cruz. 
gutted. I think I'm 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 in the second group. I'm in the second lot. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. You're in a sci-fi movie coming out 2023 starring Issa Rae McKellar called Lena Dunham, Lady Gaga, Mindy Kaling, Sandra Bullock, Priyanka Chopra, Zendaya, Lucy Someone's Liu. Someone's going to think it's true. Oh, Zendaya. Oh, my God. I want to meet her. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, so that's going to be on IMDb. And if it happens, you can thank me because I put it out in the universe. Thank you. Uh, would you rather be the face of Versace mm. or have a collab line with Givenchy? I can't design, so I'll be the face of Versace. <laughs> Would you rather be so? Just imagine this right now. You know how Sia had Maddie Zil- Zilgo or Zilgo, whatever that girl's name is, when she did Chandelier, and how she was in like all of the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the, the dancer. Yeah. Yeah, and then she went on to like host stuff and like has a she tremendous career. Yeah. yeah. So imagine Sia now, but switch her with Raja Kumari, okay, oh and God. take Maddie and switch her with you. Now that is one. Would you rather be that? Or have a supporting role in a Tim Burton movie? Have I not given you good shit or not? Come on. That's a really good question. Well, isn't Tim Burton a little bit racist? <laughs> he's, he's reformed. He's reformed. He he's, wants to add diversity. I thought he said people of colour don't fit his... I swear, I just might be completely wrong, but I heard that he said people of colour don't fit his aesthetic. I, I haven't heard so that. So then I'm with the other. I'm obviously not. I mean, it. okay, let's switch out to him, Burton. This was going to be my original choice, Quentin Tarantino. It's acting. Got it. it I'm. Ugh, ugh. Next. <laughs> no, <laughs> come answer. on. Next. I want to do it both. I will not limit myself. Not because you said that. Okay. What would you say you're better at, dancing or acting? Better at. Yeah. That's subjective. It's so subjective. <laughs> Someone could think I'm a better actor. Someone could think I'm yeah, a better dancer. Yeah, but it's you. It's Someone could think you. I'm shit. It's, it's Me. you. Yeah. Actor. Singing or modelling? Nah, can't pick. <laughs> <laughs> because singing, oh, singing, I love it so much. Modelling, maybe. Modelling, oh, I love singing. Not okay. picking, not picking. <laughs> um, puppies or dogs? Puppies. Okay, are you ready? Quick one. Overrated and underrated. Okay, quickly. These have to be bang out. Okay, most overrated and underrated fashion trend. God. Overrated. Overrated and underrated. Underrated. What? Most overrated. That girls have to be in short skirts and shorts. Okay. Overrated. Underrated. 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 Oh, right. What kind of question is this? It's a question. What do you mean? What kind of a question is it? How do I know what's underrated? It's clearly underrated. You just say, you look at the fashion trends, like, I don't know, bell bottom pants or sneakers over, like, wearing jeans with. I was going to say trainers, but it's not underrated. People rate trainers. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to get you into trouble now, okay? And hopefully you answer. Most overrated and underrated dancer. I don't bloody know, do I? You fuck with a plethora of dancers. Underrated, I don't know, so many that are underrated. Um, overrated, nah, man. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. There's too many. Most cars. overrated and underrated choreographer. I think you think I've got all these answers here. Like, I think you do. You're just trying to be nice. No, I wish a reputation. I knew. Under, underrated choreographer. On, okay, <clears throat> underrated choreographer, Lena Patel. But she's okay. Really, I don't think she's underrated. I think people rate her you highly. Think she- who do you, what I was just gonna say who's That's what underrated Lena? I don't know, but I just feel like she should be just be the name of she should who's be overrated then. 
if they're obviously successful in what they do, that's why they're rated. Do you know what I mean? So they're not un- they're not overrated. They are rated. They're good. Mad respect for you trying to just give out these great answers. Who? Um, most name. overrated and underrated film. It's not underrated. People rate it, but you, it's in an in indie film. Um, there's a director called Gaspar Noé, and I think okay. he's amazing. And maybe people don't really know him, but they do know him. Okay. Like they know him in his world, but maybe he's underrated in the massive scenes. Overrated. What's not? Oh. <laughs> you are real strong. <laughs> can you think of one? Yeah, I can. But it's not my interview. It's your interview. What's an overrated film? What does everyone love? That's not even that good. That's not even that good. Disney movie. Like what? They're they're all fantastic. I love Disney. No, we can't do Disney. Um, okay, we'll move on from that. Shall we oh, move on? Fine. fine. No, because if you're not what? gonna answer, I might as well move on. Well, what's the film? I can't think. All right, are you ready? This next segment no. is called Boom Cack for Your Life. I am so sorry to interrupt again, but we were just doing the section which is called Sip a Chai and Play with Rye. And in the game sections of the show, there are some segments which are visual, so it would not have made sense on podcast form. So if you would like to watch any of the visuals <laughs> or the video, simply go to YouTube and just type in Chai with Rye to find the relevant episode. Also, I will link everything in the bio or the description below. But without further ado, let's get back to the end of the show. Well done. And that brings us to the end of the game. Um, last thing I always like to ask people is peaks and valleys. What has been the highest point of your life? What was it? What lesson you learned from it? A lowest point of your life, personal or professional, and what you learned from it? Highest point of my life, yeah. I think now, in the present day. Okay. And lowest point, maybe, maybe when I was at school um, yeah. and I was filled with insecurities and hating myself and all that crap. But I, I learned that the people around you are very important. So maybe at school, I was really not surrounding myself with people that were very nice to me, bullies yeah. and whatever. But you can't pick who you go to school with. And now I can pick my friends and I can choose who I send and give my energy to. True that. Well, everyone, that brings us to an end, and I hope you enjoyed that. I want to say a massive thank you to the guests for joining me, for being so generous with their time, and for being so open. As well, I want to say a massive thank you to you for listening and supporting. Make sure to comment, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed that episode. Share it with your uncle, your auntie, your neighbor, your coworker, that random person you like to dial on for a booty call. You know the one I mean? But really, your support means a lot and it helps the show and the message of it grow. As well, you can find the pre-recorded live version on YouTube. Simply type in Chai with Rye to find the relevant episode's video. I will pop all of the information down, such as the guest social media, their website, alongside that in the bio in the description. Make sure to show all of that some love too. That's it for now. Until the next episode, I wish you all love and light. Breathe in, breathe out. Namaskar. <laughs> Which means now I must go. Again, copyrighted. Until the next time, everyone, stay curious. <laughs>